Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, along with Dylan Gunther from the Edmonton Oil Kings and Hart Levine from Puckpedia. We will tell you that you can uh, reach us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors have been providing winning results for over 35 years. Guests to our show will receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. Full details at jvebbiton.ca. And... And uh, we will head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at this time. Mark Spector for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta, our province's horse racing and breeding industry, has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans, caring for our horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, Mark Spector, how are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Just writing up a little preview on this tilt tonight. And uh, I guess we can be sure they're playing Calgary tonight, Bobby, because Calgary's in town and the game looks like a goal. But it seems like every other game we better check the schedule and see who they're going to play, huh? Well, and that became part of the storyline with uh, Dave Tippett and Ryan Nugent Hopkins today, just the flexibility required and the ongoing challenges and market is a, a bigger issue. And I don't expect you to be the – I mean, we have a guy that's on this show, and not everybody likes him, uh, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, but he covers the pandemic pandemic for post media out of Edmonton and he's just penned a piece that's uh, moved across the wire here shortly um you know I, I guess we'll find out at three o'clock today Edmonton time mark uh, if it's eight Vancouver Canuck players we've already seen the Montreal Canadiens shut down for a week uh because of a variant case that Mark Bergevin verified are you concerned, Mark, that we may not be able to get to the 56-game regular schedule, regular season schedule here? And was this perhaps inevitable? Well, inevitable, is, that's a subjective question. You know, it didn't seem inevitable two weeks ago when we were, the orders were flying out to Montreal and there hadn't been a game uh, postponed in the north yet. Yes. But all of a sudden, boom, right? Now, now we're... You know, one of the issues would be that it's later in the year here. There's not a lot of runway left, as we know, to reschedule these games. But, um, you know, if it's true that there's eight guys on Vancouver, like that's, you know, let's face it, that could possibly be half your, almost half your skaters 
Um, yes. It's going to put a big dent in their ability to play professional hockey if if some of those guys are truly, you know, you, you never know with COVID. Sometimes you're a little bit sick. Sometimes you're a lot sick. So that's going to be a problem. Will they get, you know, if we have to go to points percentage instead of actual points in the standings, that didn't bode well for the Oilers last year. Uh, but, you know what, if that's what we have to do, there is a precedent set, Bob, and I would see that the league would, I could see the league settling for that, not that they want to. Is that fair? Well, yeah, and, you know, I mean, Mark, we've obviously, uh, you know, in the piece that David has just written, he has referenced some numbers. Uh, basically, 49% of Americans have received uh, at least one, uh, you know, one shot or whatever. I mean, I this is, you know, we're now at the stage where there's a belief that American teams, Mark, are going to be getting vaccinated here. Uh, I think you and like we've had people text the show mark on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and say, well, why don't Canadian teams just buy vaccine? Now, can you imagine how jumping the queue would be played currently in Canada? Uh, I, I know how that would go over. It wouldn't go over too well. That's no. how it would go over. So, yeah, I was in Calgary once when the Flames let it slip that they had. Uh, received flu shots for all their players and their players' families, and regular Calgarians had not had ex- access to those flu shots yet, and it was a PR disaster for the Flames. Yeah, uh, it was it was a it was a disaster. These rich hockey players are getting it before us, and yeah, I don't think that it's it, I don't think Canadian teams can do that. I don't think it would look right. It's, I, I would agree with that. Why why are these young healthy you know, athletes going to get vaccinated before the people in our society that uh, require the shot, uh, you know, even, even more, right? That would not be right, Bob. According to uh, Staples' story, our worldindata.com was the actual source of this. Canada has delivered 15.6 vaccine doses per 100 people to date. The United States, through Trump's Project Warp Speed and then Joe Biden's delivery uh, mechanism, have delivered 45.9% uh, per 100. So basically three times the amount of Ar- Americans have been vaccinated. Than, uh, uh, I mean, what's interesting, Mark, is we I bumped into uh, uh, a well-known, prominent doctor that was involved in uh, politics for a number of years yesterday when I picked some food up at a West End establishment. And we were having this con- like. You know, obviously the medical professionals have to be vaccinated. That's an absolute paramount thing. And so, too, are the most challenged people health-wise and elderly and that sort of thing. We all get that. Um, are you a little bit surprised at the consternation? I mean, we're up to 15% of society has it. Are you surprised that the consternation is out there? And are you looking to see more information maybe coming out of Vancouver is this, you know, one of these variant strains? Because it seems like, you know, the, there'd be some mark that might say, well, wait a sec here. We're getting the medical professionals vaccinated. We're getting the elderly vaccinated. Are they moving the goalposts on us here? That's how some people might view it. And others might say, well, we got to get everybody vaccinated before we do anything. That's the range that's out there, right? And then there's a lot of people somewhere in the middle. So what are you looking for? Like, not that you're looking forward, but what do you kind of want to know about the Vancouver situation here carrying forward, at least in the short term? Well, you know, I, I guess I'd want to know how, more so, how they got affected. Like, are they, you know, are they adhering to protocols? What happened? How did it, you know, how did it go? Uh, you know, it was it 
Was it a guy that went for a walk like you're allowed to do, or was it a guy that was at the Roxy, which you're not allowed to do? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Now that they're affected, Bob, what's, who cares what we know? You know, They're affected. It's too late, right? So we find out how they got affected. That doesn't matter anymore. The horse is long out of that barn. So uh, you know what? This, I suppose there might be doctors that want to know if it's a variant or not. I'm a sports writer, Bob. I just want to talk hockey. So, But I, I do... Th- Mark, I, I, the reason why I mentioned the variant is Montreal got shut down for a week where they had two players on the COVID protocol list. Anaheim had four players placed on a COVID protocol list, and they played a game the next day. So that variant factor matters. That's Because to me, that sure. would be the, right, the severity of which, I don't know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting situation. And it takes away what was going to be a really interesting double-header weekend for the Edmonton Oilers. That said, we still have the Battle of Alberta, Mark. Um, if the Oilers win tonight, are the Flames all but done, do you think? Well, I'm trying to figure out who the Flames are chasing here. You know, they have even games with Edmonton, but they're 10 points behind. Uh, they're only, I think, five points behind. Is it five or six behind Montreal? But they have Montreal has a bunch of games at hand on them. So right. Calgary's in a bad situation either way. I'll tell you this. If Edmonton beats them tonight, they're 12 points behind the Oilers with equal games played. I don't like your chances to catch up. The Flames, listen, every model you look at, all the all the uh, sports pro club or whatever it is that gives you the percentage Sports club chances. stats, Mark. Sports club Thank stats. You. Sports club stats that, that gives you the percentages. It's an impossible hill to climb for the Flames. A, the numbers don't make sense. B, they're not that good a hockey club. C, when you play 500 hockey this long into the year, uh, you, you don't just snap your fingers and play 850 hockey the rest of the year. So, you know what? Flames aren't going to make the playoffs in my esteem. And who cares who they're chasing? They're, they're trying to, they got bigger fish to fry in Calgary right now than, than making the playoffs again and losing in the first round, which is frankly all that organization has accomplished since about 1980, or I guess 2004, right? Right, where maybe they were unlucky not to have won a second Stanley Cup, right? Hey, they had a hell of a team and made a hell of a run, just like the Oilers in 06. But the point I'm making is they got big problems in Calgary. And yeah, what if they made a huge run and made the playoffs? They still don't have a very good team, Bob. They got well, the Calgary Flames have 19 games left. They're 16. 16- 18 and 3 to this point. Okay, they got a minus 16 goal differential and they have a 1.3% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. The Oilers are 22 14 and 1 at 98.8% chance to make the playoffs and the Oilers too have 19 games left. So there's you <laughs> make <know>. that up. <laughs> yeah. It might it might be tough. Um your thoughts on the Oilers breaking dry settle and McDavid up re- reuniting RNH and uh Pulley-Arby, giving Cahoon another opportunity uh with dry settle and Yamamoto. Well, uh, I know why they I mean I sense why they did it tonight. One of the reasons is that um they were apart. Uh I believe they were together when they played back to back with Calgary last time. Uh, did they? What did they lose? Three-two in Calgary, if I'm not mistaken, and then they pulled them apart, and they were they won seven-three uh, the second game. I forget right. what Towns' goals were housed in, but the point is, and Daryl Sutter said as much today. He said they pulled them apart in separate lines, and that was a tall order for us. We struggled with that. So if I'm Dave Tippett, I'm doing it again, and I'm going to keep doing it every time I play Calgary until Calgary figures it out. 
Calgary's light down the middle. The best way to attack Calgary is to put those two centermen on separate lines, in my opinion. See, it's interesting. You say they're light down the middle. I mean, I'm, I look at I, Elias Lindholm, for me, is Calgary's best player. Backland is a good third-line center. Sean Monaghan, he's had an underwhelming season. He's, he's, he's a, a second-line second, second center. Like I don't, And then Derek Ryan's a useful fourth-line center. But who's the first-line center? Lindholm? Yeah. He's not a first-line center. He's a, He might be a first-line right winger. He's not a first-line center. Yeah. They don't have a first-line center, right? It's like yeah. all those years when the Oilers had Oscar Clefbaum playing first defenseman role, and he did a very good job for Edmonton, but he wasn't a number one defenseman. Well, Calgary's playing Lindholm as a number one center. He's not a number one center, Bob, right? Yeah. Edmonton has two number one centers. They don't have any. So, to me, I play my strong hand if I'm tippet. And the last time he did it, they won 7-3. Mark, um, when you wrote your definitive book on the Battle of Alberta, it was one of the <laughs> rare pieces of your work that I really enjoyed over the years. Uh, Thank you. I forgot. Was it Craig Muni who said you got de- you got defined by how you played against Calgary? I think it was Craig Muni that said that. Uh, I think it was uh, Craig McTavish. Okay, maybe it was uh, Max. Anyway, it was a long book. I can't remember it all. 70,000 words or something, Bob. How are you supposed to remember all of them? Well, I know. There had to have been 16,000 <laughs> mistakes in it, but I digress. Uh, so, so, look, this season, Connor McDavid's got six goals and 14 points against Calgary in six games. Six goals, yeah. 14 points in six games. You got Drysaddle, eight points in six games. Barry is at seven and six. Nugent Hopkins and Nurse have a point per game. Even Pulley-Arby, and this is actually both yeah. well for me, that he's yeah. got four goals in six games against the Flames. I'm excited about that. That you know Some of Edmonton's better guys have been pretty prolific against the Flames this season. I think it's huge. I think it's huge. Those are the tougher, harder games. They come with more pressure. There's more expectation. We build them up higher than we build up other games. Those are the moments you want to see your guy play. It's like a little playoff game during the season when you play Calgary, Bob. You're right. So just the way I have a lot more faith in a team that has a really good road record and maybe they struggle at home, I always say that team's going to figure it out. When I got a team that can't win in the road but only wins at home, I have less faith in that team. And and let's use Pugliarvi as an example. I'll be honest, for a guy that's played this many games with McDavid, he's had a nice year. He's he's turned things around. We all like the player, Bob. But he he's been a little quiet time. lately. He's been a little quiet lately. But what I do, what I will say is the fact that he scores every time they play Calgary, those goals are harder to get against Calgary, right? They're harder. you got to fight for them. you got to take a licking. you got to get into the dirty parts of the ice. It's a harder place to play. So that bodes well for Pugliarvi. I think that if you can score goals when you're playing games against Calgary, the games against Vancouver and the games against everybody else, he's going to figure it out. Is that is that a fair assessment? Sure. Earlier today, I asked Cam Moon this question. I'm going to ask you this, and I know you wrote the book. When you think Battle of Alberta, what's the first goal or the first game or the first thing you think of? The first thing, eh? Oh, boy. So many come to mind, Bob. I don't know if I could rank them. I I always loved... um, Brownie starting the lawnmower. That's Darren Dutchison's line. I think uh, I, I was I, hey, I was working with Dutchie on Sports Night at that time behind the scenes, right? Uh, shot yeah. listing and writing highlight packages for him. 
That was a beauty. I, I can mentally, you know, I could picture in my mind Gretzky's puck flying through the air past Vernon. I was at the game with, I can picture Flurry flying across that Northlands logo on center ice on his knees after he scored that 5-0 goal on Fuhrer. Right. I, I was at the, I remember Steve Smith lying in the face-off circle on his knees, sit, sitting on his knees in the middle. The game wasn't even over yet, and he's fallen to his knees, and he's looking at the rafters when that puck went in. Uh, Oh my God! You can't make me boil it down to one thing. There's been, you know, I, I can remember the hype that led up to Dave Brown and the Grim Reaper that second game, man. After Stu Grimson supposedly won the first fight, that was one of the better days in my newspaper career, building up a hockey game. So. Too many, Bob. I, I think of Bob Johnson wiping his nose with his tie. <laughs> and I think of Glenn Sather giving the bird to that fan behind the Calgary bench. I think of McTavish pulling the tongue out of Harvey the Hound. I'd go on all day, Bob. <laughs> hey, uh, Mark, we got a text just uh, about whether or not it's right of Canadian teams to get vaccinated. This text comes in, and uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be intrigued to see, and I know it's a holiday-long weekend, and, and maybe the engagement level is, maybe it's just the hardcores that are listening today. This text comes in, Mark. I'd be quite all right with the seven Canadian teams being vaccinated simply due to the entertainment they provide to many, many Canadians. We have very little else for entertainment, so the government should at least give us hockey. And, adds the texter, I don't give a fat's rat's blank what the keyboard jockeys on Twitter would think about it. That text, oh, man, could you imagine, Mark? Could you imagine? Well, it'd be- <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of summed up by the, the arena battle. Half of us thought that it was fine to put tax dollars in the arena. The other half vehemently thought it wasn't, and this would be the same thing, and that's why we live yep. in a democratic society. We all get to have our own feelings and our own opinions, and it, neither side has to be right or wrong. But uh, I know that it would, be a, it would be a PR nightmare for the NHL if it happened. There would be a lot of noise out there, Bobby. Well, uh, it says a lot about the current state of Canada as well, Mark. We know that. We'll well, get what it are we doing? Right? Yeah, that's, another, that's probably a story for a news show, but uh, you're right. It's, it's, it's ugly. 64th in the world or something in vaccinations. It's an embarrassment what's going on out there. All right, Spec, we'll uh, wave to you tonight at the game, all right? I'll give you the thumbs up from 75 <laughs> yeah. yards away. <laughs> All right, Bobby, enjoy the game. For the horses and horse racing, Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry, that was Mark Spector reminding you that our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing, Alberta. When we come back, we'll get... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For a North Division report brought to you by Craig Rummel, uh, Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Nugent Hopkins played for the Red Deer Rebels in uh, junior, and Rich Leslie from Brent Ridge Ford has his son Chase currently playing for the Red Deer Rebels, who take on the Edmonton Oil Kings this weekend. And there's an old scene in the car business that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle and offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. So, let Johnny, Uncle Milt, and Rich and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Without further ado, and as planned... And promised, we go to the North Division Report. It's brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, uh, Toronto will remain atop the North regardless of the outcome of that game against Winnipeg tonight. The Leafs three points up on uh, the Jets with the game in hand. Edmonton right there as well, a point behind the Jets. Calgary seven points back of Montreal who hold down that final playoff spot. The Habs have played just 33 games compared to the 37 played by everybody after tonight. Toronto sitting at 36 right now. Uh, Vancouver and Calgary clinging on to playoff hope. Ottawa, well, they never really had any. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. All right, this uh, we're going to go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line here for all of two minutes. And you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Dirk says, Bob, he's in Cochrane, Alberta. Canadian players are taxed at, what, 50% tax rate? They deserve to get vaccinated as they are paying for ours. Oh, oh, that won't be a popular text. I can tell you that right now. We will get some venom uh, directed that way. Sean says, first thing I think of in the Battle of Alberta is Dave Brown's rematch against Stu Grimson. Good time, says Sean. Yep. Uh, what did uh, Stu Grimson say with his... Uh, fights in back-to-back games with Dave Brown. It was the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, again, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, I'm not 100% on this, but I think Calgary's made the playoffs like 24 times since like 1990 and it's gotten past the first round like five times. Really? I know they've. Got, I think they've gotten past the f- first round once since... Uh, 0506 since we came back from the lockup. But again, uh, I'd have to dig on that front. Stoff, any update on the Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract stuff? Uh, well, yesterday, Frank Cervelli reported that the Oilers had put in a, an offer in, and it was, according to Cervelli's uh, report, a little low for the liking of the uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins camp, which is headed up by one Rick Follett out of Octagon. So, uh, we'll continue to monitor that story carrying forward here. I do not believe that the orders for one second will contemplate trading Nugent Hopkins before the deadline, even if they don't have him signed. 
And I do think there will be another swing of getting it done in the offseason. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Dylan Gunther from the Edmonton Oil Kings when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.